1: Welcome to SEC Football and Beyond for this Monday, May 18th. And want to thank TJ for sitting in for me uh, on uh, Friday. Been dealing with some health issues and um, appreciate him jumping in and getting you through the Pac-12 Football and Beyond as well as the uh, Pro Football Show on Friday. And certainly as uh, good as he does, we'll certainly uh, uh, try to get him, you know, twist his arm and see if he can uh, jump in there uh from time to time is uh, definitely like to do that particularly uh in the uh what, it, what we call the off season which is not really an off season and speaking of that just tons of stuff to get to we always have a bunch of stuff on Monday because we're dealing with a weekends full of college football information so we're going to get to it in just a second but a couple of quick reminders uh this podcast brought to you by the great folks at 401k generation Uh, License in all 50 states, really important. They are the experts in financial planning, money management, investments, specializing in 401Ks. You can reach them at 1-866-998-5879. Again, license in all 50 states, 1-866-998-5879. Give them a call. Give them a text. Get your financial check up today. Tell them that we sent you. A couple of other notes. Make sure that you check out our scouting season offer at LandryFootball.com. A little bit of delay with the thing under the weather, but uh, we are really happy about getting some of these college roster breakdowns. Give you an idea, we're, we're go through an overview of the team, um, who the top players are on both sides of the ball, and go over their schedule and kind of how their season, because we know how you you like that how the season might play out. Then we break down the roster. How many of those guys were, and and you guys know this as five-star, four-stars, we've got our grading system, but we kind of put it as, you know, okay, which you would normally consider five-stars, four-stars, three-stars. How many players were five-stars, four-stars, three-stars, two-stars, and and one-stars and no-stars that are on each roster when they came in? Got that for you, as well as who are the prospects, um, draft prospects that need to be focused on. Uh, what about the incoming recruiting class and the impact of those guys, learning more about them? So you get current player grades, what they mean, um, draft prospects. You get um, the incoming recruiting. Uh, so we've got a lot for you there. Uh, the coaching staff, sports staff. We've got... All of it, and we'll get through all of them uh, in time. Uh, working on uh, certainly recruiting boards and going to update that uh, and certainly working on the NFL, NFL side with uh, with breaking down rosters as well. So uh, it is uh, the only thing for us is uh, just trying to figure out how we can get all of it in for the start of the season, which is always the challenge. But loads of information. We're going to have you better prepared for the football season than ever before. Uh, we said it last year. It turned out to be true, and it's going to even be true this year. Our notebooks each and every day with a lot of inside information. So take advantage of the scouting season offer right now. It is um, the best we've ever had it. We've uh, continued it. Um. So less than $5 a month. Take advantage of it. That will get you a full year. So you can try it out for a month or three months uh, as well, uh, whatever you'd like to, but that's the best offer that we have. Also, a reminder to get this podcast to your phone each and every weekday as well as the Pro Football Podcast. Uh, sign up for Landry Football's Conference Call. That's where everything's under that umbrella. And if you sign up for Landry Football's Conference Call, you'll get our stuff um, and you sign that up, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you want to, wherever you sign up for your podcast. And then if we can help you promote your business, like the great folks at 401K, uh, we'd like to see uh, if we can make that happen. See if it's a fit for us and for you. Contact us at, uh, at com, and we will definitely be in touch with you. It's also where you want to go if you got a question <clears throat> that you want to um uh, to determine um, and to tell us where you want to address it. We've got a couple on the NFL side, not on the college side today. So let's get to business. We've got a lot to get to today. A um, couple of things just nationally. The NCAA Football Competition Committee is going to soon discuss the impact of a fractured schedule. So this is going to be something we've talked about for some time Um is is there, you know, in, in terms of eligibility and how are you going to deal with schedules that don't quite match? Um, the SEC had a conference call uh, this past week. They will vote on May 22nd on whether to allow students to report to campus on June 1st or June 15th. Looks like there's a little bit of pushback just by a couple on June 1st. So we'll see where that is on this Friday and see how things play out. Um, it looks like, obviously, as the rest of the country is kind of moving forward, we're going to see on campus how things are going to begin to play out. And uh, it would be a good indication to kind of see how you're able to deal with the, the prevention of the spread and dealing with guys that get, uh, get infected. It would be something to see um, how you deal with it before practices start. But there's going to be you know, needing some time or some work with these guys to get ready. I do think that getting a good six weeks uh, before the start of the season is imperative to get the season done on time. So we ought to know a little bit more by the end of this week. I I do know that the NCAA has extended its halt on face-to-face recruiting through June 30th. This is the second extension uh, during the pandemic time. We know that it, it went through April 15th. Um, and now it's been moved back and moved back again to June 30th. So, again, we've discussed that we've got about 600-plus more commitments this time of year than we did last year, and that's a result of the pandemic, and I do think that's going to lead to more uh, decommitment. So it's going to make for an interesting um, late summer, fall on these kids maybe visiting and uh, and maybe making changes to their decisions. Um, some other recruit, some uh, headline recruiting news uh, around the country, uncommitted four-star wide receiver, we forecasted it. If you're a member of LandryFootball.com, you would have known this for about two weeks now. But we forecasted that uncommitted four-star wide receiver, Mario Williams, uh, big explosive receiver, excuse me, explosive receiver. He's not big. He's the opposite. He's 5'10", 165. Uh, He is announced for Oklahoma. He's headed to the Sooners. Top 50 overall prospect in this class from Plant City, Florida. LSU, Alabama, Florida, Georgia. Also in the mix for the very, very explosive player that um, he's got uh, got a lot of uh, playmaking ability, no question. Really good route runner. Um, Great with the ball in his hands. He's uh, a um, a top, you know, a 20, top 30 player uh, in the class, no doubt. Uh, Oklahoma also getting a verbal from four-star linebacker Clayton Smith over the weekend, um, another expected move, but a big-time talent. So good for them. He's 6'4", 220 pounds, chose Oklahoma over Texas and uh, LSU with Oregon, Florida State, and Kentucky, other programs. The Texarkana, Texas native. It's really physical, got a lot of bursts. Um, They need more defensive impact players, so good for them uh, landing Clayton Smith. Some big recruiting news around the SEC the weekend, and we're going to get to a lot of it, but at least the headline was Auburn's receiving a verbal from four-star quarterback Demetrius Davis, has previously committed to Virginia Tech from November to May. Soon he announced uh, the opening to his recruitment um, 5'11", 190 pounds, one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in the country. Houston native, um, top-20 player in the Lone Star State. Um, it's, you know, certainly looked like a guy that we don't know where Auburn is at that point, past Bo Nix, but he's certainly a guy. <clears throat> Excuse me, that is uh, definitely in the mix there, so really excited for them there. Uh, You heard by now uh, that – Tolia, tongue Tua's brother, has announced that he's transferring and he is transferring to Maryland. Um, not a surprise in that Mike Loxley's there. There was maybe some thought just that Tua's in Miami. Uh, don't know what the family's going to do. You know, the family moved to Tuscaloosa, worked there. Don't know what the dad's situation is, whether – it's a type of job he can move to Miami, and but now with the kid and they stay in Alabama, they move back to the islands. I don't know. They're very, very big in the family. I, I could, uh, I, I thought it might be something that they might move to Florida and uh, Talia might move there, but no, he's headed to um, Maryland. So we'll see. He was a, a, uh, a highly recruited quarterback. Just on studying him, doesn't look like he's right-handed. By the way. Doesn't have quite the talent, in my view, as Tua did. But certainly a good-looking player, uh, nonetheless, and a good get for Miami. Former Mississippi State redshirt senior guard Stuart Reese is transferring to Florida as a graduate. 6'5", 345. uh, Really good-looking offensive lineman. Started two years for the Bulldogs at right tackle. Moved to guard for Mississippi State in 18. He's eligible to play immediately. Good get for them. He provides some versatility. Um happy for him and happy for the Gators on that move. Former LSU redshirt senior kicker Connor Culp has transferred to Nebraska as a graduate. He handled the starting duties for the Tigers back in 17, 11 for 16, 20 for 23 on extra points. Uh, Cole Tracy and Cade York uh, would, uh, took over for the starting jobs after that. Also, leaving LSU as redshirt senior wide receiver, D Anderson, he's transferred to Oklahoma State the big 66 230 pounder um big receiver um you know h back tight end uh put in a 22 74 and 1 receiving line for the 18 season um it's a it's a good looking group there this is um gives them some some depth that they can work in behind good player that the Oklahoma state's getting Former Kentucky redshirt freshman quarterback Imani Gilmore is transferred to North Texas. Um, also a redshirt freshman defensive lineman for Kentucky, Kevon Butler's transfer transferred to Lido. Um, he's 6'3", 3'10", physical guy that can help out that program. Tulane got a redshirt sophomore um, – uh, excuse me, Tulane's redshirt sophomore cornerback Chris Joyce, has entered the transfer portal. Good-looking player, really good on special teams through the green wave. Um, he may end up going to an FCS program and be able to start immediately. UAB sophomore safety Rashard Rebels has entered the transfer portal, as has former Tennessee sophomore wide receiver Gerard Means. Transferred to Louisiana Tech six two six two two fourteen. played in five games last year, played some wide receiver, some cornerback. Um, I think he's going to play – looks like they've, they've got him scheduled to play Receiver at Louisiana Tech. So, good get for them. Arkansas running back Chase Hayden has transferred to East Carolina as a graduate. Um, Let's get into some recruiting information. We talked about Auburn's big commitment. Uh, Auburn's got a few other guys. Um, They got a verbal from three-star athlete uh, Tavares Dawson. Um, Over Arkansas, Miami, Ole Miss, South Carolina, really good athlete. He can play on the offense, defensive side of the ball, can really run. They also got a commitment from a three-star offensive tackle, Gardner Langlo, um, 6'7", 270. Uh, Got a four-star commitment uh, from four-star offensive lineman Caleb Johnson. Um, So really good weekend for Auburn. Alabama with the big verbal commitment from four-star, Safety Kane Williams delayed his decision. Um deciding to an Alabama LSU A&M, one of the best safeties in the country. Um Alabama's class, you know, people are kind of wondering how it's a slow, slow cl- it's, you know, um slow commitments. They they're they're gonna end up right at the top again, folks. I'm also interested in watching uh with um The status of uncommitted five-star defensive tackle Mason Smith and five-star defensive end Corey Foreman. Could be a package deal. They're considered the best players at their position. Foreman was once committed to Clemson, believed to be a strong lean towards USC at this point. Um, But look out for LSU. Recruiting them hard, maybe they go as a package. If you could get those two guys right there, regardless who you are, you're getting – Quite a package deal. I mean, you're getting two guys that can make your recruiting class. Mason Smith and Corey Foreman. Mason Smith's the defensive tackle. Foreman's the defensive end. Uncommitted three-star wide receiver J.J. Jones has announced his pledge is going to be in August. A 6'4", 190-pounder is looking uh, hard at South Carolina, Georgia, Mississippi State, Tennessee, all in the mix. Um, North Carolina as well. Uh, uncommitted uh, four-star 2021 tackle Garrett Dellinger released the top four, LSU-Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State for the Clarkston-Michigan native. Big 10 heavy in his group. Uh, he's looks like a Big 10 lineman, um, a top uh, 100 prospect in the 2021 class. Uh, Missouri got a verbal from three-star cornerback Davion Sistrakh. 6'2", 165, from Melbourne, Florida. Um, Played one year football. Got a lot of upside to his game. Um, Florida gets a verbal from a three-star tackle, Adrian Strickland. 6'7", 320, from uh, Lynn Haven, Florida. Um, Good-looking player. LSU getting a verbal from four-star running back, Corey Kiner. Picked uh, LSU over Cincinnati, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Purdue, Louisville. He's not a burner. He's a big power runner with good vision. Um, So that's kind of a look at some of the recruiting news around the conference this week. Some other news outside of recruiting. LSU dismissed redshirt freshman linebacker Dante Starks for an undisclosed violation of team rules. Was indefinitely suspended at the beginning of February following arrests on misdemeanor charges of illegally uh, carrying a concealed weapon resisting law enforcement. Another example, as we talk about these guys, is a four-star recruit in his own right. and One of these guys are heavily, heavily recruited. But he's not handled his business off the field, some academic issues, and obviously some off-the-field disciplinary issues. So um, no longer on the team. So when you always need to look at that and say, hey, how good this class is, how good this class is, uh, you got to look at who ends up being there down the road. Um, Tennessee. Um, in looking at kind of what they're doing, Josh Palmer has got my eye, the senior receiver. He's not really proven that he's the number one option in the passing game yet. Lost three of their four of their top receiving options with Juwan Jennings and Marcus Callaway and Dominic Woods Anderson all on NFL rosters now. But Palmer finished third with 34 catches, 457 yards, uh, only found the end zone once. Um, they've got very little experience in production, uh, with one exception being Brandon Johnson. Uh, Palmer can step up. Um, and remember, the quarterback play in Tennessee was pretty shaky last year. It, it'll be pivotal in in, um, in whether they can take a step forward. I also um, think that Cade Mays is the top transfer. As I look at all the transfers coming in, I think he's the top transfer this offseason. season. He, Obviously coming over from Georgia, um, and I think he's a really, really talented guy. Nothing yet on J.T. Daniels, by the way, the quarterback who I know Tennessee has some interest in, LSU, a few other schools, um, really, really good. But Cade Mays is certainly really outstanding and one of the best uh, transfer guys, if not the best. Uh, also, uh, I'm very curious to see about Emmett gooden Gooden. Expected back coming off the ACL, six four three hundred five pounder. Um, I thought he was the best defense. He graded out the best defensive player in their line last year, and I think uh, if healthy he can put up big time numbers and really can help this defense. Um, over at South Carolina, Shai Smith, the receiver, is going to be counted on as a go to option this year. Um, caught forty plus passes. Uh, Last two years, uh, they have so little back in terms of experience. The pressure is going to be on for him to step things up. Um, Georgia freshman wide receiver Arian Smith um, is the guy that I'm uh, curious to see what happens with him. He suffered a wrist injury, and um, it may cost him this season. He's a guy that's got um, a lot of ability. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens in the weeks ahead, if he can be ready at any point during the season. But he's somebody that I'm looking at. Some other guys around the conference that I'm really focusing on. We've talked about Jamie Newman quite a bit. It's a tough player to kind of rank, but I do like his ability. I think the guy's got really good film at, West, at, at Wake Forest. I know he didn't play well against Clemson. Don't judge the one-game thing. Don't get into the eyeball scouting. In the amateur, your amateur scouting uh, folks, there, Sky's got playmaking ability. If utilized, he can give a dimension to Georgia's offense that they've really not had. The running backs uh, out in the SEC are in the in the Southeast region, Najee Harris is certainly someone. Uh, his decision to, to return for Alabama is someone that I'm really looking out for. Be a feature back, and we'll see what they do with this offense and maybe go back to more ball control, he's going to be a big factor in it. A guy outside the SEC, but you need to know about and, and, uh, and uh, look out for this year, is Memphis running back Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, an injury to Patrick Taylor in the season opener against Ole Miss opened the door for him. He emerged as one of the best all-purpose threats in college football. Um, he used runs of uh, – he had uh, – Six consecutive games with 100 or more rushing yards. Finished with 1459 on the ground, 13 touchdowns. Caught 51 passes for 610 yards. Really explosive playmaker with next level potential. Kylan Hill of Mississippi State. Um, you know, I don't know. This offense doesn't focus enough on the run. Kylan Hill is a really good back. And one of the things that uh, I keep hoping that Mike Leach will learn is that. You can spread people out. You've got great ability to run the football. And you can keep people off the field and protect your defense and make your team really effective and not just be fun to watch, but potentially a threat to close out games with a lead if you use the run game. Kylan Hill is an elite back. He's as good as any back in the country uh, in the SEC coming back. If utilized correctly, uh, I think Mississippi State has got a real weapon there. We'll see if uh, if Michael know how to use them. The receiver, we know that Jamar Chase of LSU is is a big time receiver, and then the two Alabama guys, Jalen Waddle of Alabama, and uh, Devontae Smith uh, of Alabama, are also key guys. Kyle Pitts is the best tight end coming back, at least from uh, from Florida. Uh, on the offensive line, we talked about Trey Smith um, uh, is is a, is certainly coming off the medical situation. He's been cleared, and he's been really, really productive. Like uh, Alex Leatherwood of Alabama, uh, with Jedrick Wills off. this The Florida Natives started all 15 games at right guard for Alabama, and I think is a really good, versatile player. Can play tackle. Darian Kennard. Kentucky's a really good one. Um, on you know, I think those are, are key guys defensively. Um, Dylan Moses is one of the best defenders in the country going in the last year before suffering the knee uh, season-ending knee injury. Nick Bolton, I don't know how familiar you are with with him, the linebacker out of Missouri. He's a standout player, Texas native that uh, played in a backup role as a true freshman, but emerged as one of the top breakout players last year with 107 uh, overall tackles and and 7.5 for loss was just simply outstanding. Then going into the secondary, Patrick Sertan of Alabama uh, has been really key. Uh, The Florida native is just simply outstanding. Richard Laconic, safety is outstanding. Georgia native is a really good player. And then, of course, Derek Stingley of LSU is the best of the bunch and I think the best corner in the country. So, it's going to be a very, very talented year. Those are just some names and just some guys that I wanted to talk a little bit about. We'll talk about more as time goes along, and we'll begin to break down some of these teams, take a look at uh, players individually, and see how things will, will play out going forward. But um, we'll certainly keep you up to date on uh, on things once we get back into football. But even uh, though going into the film grade notes of this past year, I'm going to get you focused on the personnel in this league, and we'll do it, of course, around each and every league, and not just in the league but in the region. So we're going to get you prepared over uh, at LandryFootball.com in particular, and we'll touch on some of it right here on the podcast. Uh, I want to remind you again to check out our great folks at 401K Generation, the experts in financial planning, money management, um, 401Ks there their specialty. And uh, they are licensed in all 50 states. If they can help you, all you got to do is give them a call or a text at 1-866-998-5879. That's 1-866-998-5879. Again, licensed in all 50 states. So check them out and give them a call today. Take advantage of that scouting season offer at LandryFootball.com. Less than $5 a month. Uh, That'll get you the best deal around. You can try it out for a month three months, whatever the case, you can. You got those options as well. So check it out. Send me your questions if you want me to address it. A reminder Tuesday, it will be ACC football and beyond. And then, of course, uh, make sure you flip on over and listen to our pro football show as well. Hope you're safe out there, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.